Welcome to the Weimar podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director at Weimar, and today we have a special quick update. Realtor Day at the Capitol is sponsored by AR, the Arizona Realtors, every year. Realtors from across the state join to meet each other and their state legislators. This year, I was fortunate to meet up with Representative Tim Dunn from Yuma. Representative Dunn owns Dunn Grain Company in Yuma, and you may remember him from our 2018 Economic Development Forum at Weimar. Representative Dunn and I had a short conversation on the current legislative session issues of water and agriculture. Let's listen to Representative Dunn. This is Representative Dunn from Yuma. Um, we were talking about the agenda that you're looking at. You have water and agriculture. Right. Yeah, so I'm the chair of agriculture and land, and then I'm also vice chair of water, energy, and natural resources. So, yeah, you know, like the governor said, uh, DCP and water is going to be one of the major issues for Arizona yes. that we got to get fixed. And we're working on it. You know, we're not going to fix the water problem because that's the drought, but we're going to make sure that we're, you know, planning for the future and doing good. You know, so that's that's our focus. There's been negotiations going on all last year, working on how the cities and the tribes and the state can come together on making a drought plan. The federal government, the bureau, has given January 31st deadline. Otherwise, they're going to start the process of being able to implement their own rules. So, and it's it's important because it's a seven-state compact that we're trying to negotiate. So when we talk about the drought contingency plan, which we see in the news and everything else, are we talking, so we're talking about it actually is bifurcating both federal and state rules that can happen. So federal, as far as keeping the federal government and letting them approve what happens between the Mexico and the states as part of the contract, but then also here in state, there's an in-state, how do we handle water resources? Is that correct? That's correct. So as part of the compact, you know, the, the, all the states are coming together. Now that the water levels come below 1075, we're going under 2007 guidelines, and we want to upgrade those guidelines as an agreement. The 2007 guidelines didn't realize it was going to come down so fast. What's going to happen when they implement these shortages? So California has to do their own reaction, So and then it all comes together that we as states can agree to these new tighter short shortages, so including Mexico, which is unprecedented. They have not done that, and they're agreeing to take some less water. It's important because we know that the Lake Mead, is, you know, it's going to continue to go down and take a, you know, shortage. Let me ask you this, and I and I don't know the answer to this, but as part of that, are are we looking at states like California? They don't capture any of their rainwater. They haven't built anything new to hold water since the 1970s. Their problem is that they don't they don't take care of those basic issues, while we're doing some of the recharging. So is that part of this too, that they're going to have to somehow deal with the fact that in state they have to save some of their water? Internally, they're going to look at methods that they can actually, who they're, where they're going to short their water. It's not guaranteeing to build new reservoirs, but they should do water saving measures. And that's, you know, they, so they're doing their own thing. And, and so we're trying to make sure in community and cities have done a good job in the past we've to get to where we're at now we just got to grab using new technology what can we all do better we always sometimes we don't want to have a top down you have to mandate these kind of conservation programs but when you look at water reclaim reclaim water things do to irrigate our lawns you know different different systems we can put in as, as smart cities there's ways that we can look progressively to the future that we can do a lot more with what we're already using. So those are the, those are, once we realize that we're in a drought and we acknowledge that, then we all say, you know, instead of just looking for water elsewhere and say it's not my problem, I'm just going to pay a higher water fee and let you go worry about it. If we all take a shared interest saying let's, let's conserve better than we have in the past, kind of been my focus. It's all conserved better 
we're doing a good job, but it's not going to get us to where we need to get to. So let me ask you this. I was at a Sun City meeting about six, eight months ago, and one of the reports was on the golf courses and management and maintenance of golf courses, and they're talking about the, the wells they use to irrigate the, the golf courses. Is that something that at the state levels for this drought contingency, you can go back and say, hey, I know, I know they're county, they're not a city. Is there any way to sort of encourage that? This is not getting that detailed on what county by county and city and municipalities are doing. Those, those are the conversations we have when we're, we're talking about uh, like recharge credits. Whenever cities are pumping water, they're, re- they're reclaiming water back straight into the ground or they're putting in a stream bed. There's, we're using 1980 technology and, and data. We're, gonna, we're talking about looking at some of those instead of putting the water in the streams or you know, using lakes on ponds on the golf courses. Are they, what, how, how effective is that to getting water back into the aquifer? Right. Golf course is a good economic source, you know, but you know, using reclaimed water for that, we've always used. But those are good conversations. Say, where is the best use for keeping our water in our cities? And so, and using more reclaimed water. And that's why pretty soon you can actually get it back to the, the few city houses in the future would be able to use that reclaimed water on your own irrigation as yeah. opposed to just having new water coming into the house. You could have a separate tap that says this is all reclaimed water is going to go into, because that reclaimed water comes in as... It's clean. It's just people don't like the. Yes, they don't like what it sounds but, but, like. But, but if it came in for your toilet, yeah. your toilet, and then your your lawn. Your, I was say your irrigation for your yard. Yeah, is perfect. It's no different than the golf yeah, course. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I would love to see some of that. So back to the technology and encouraging that. That makes a huge difference. Right. And I think it would make a huge difference to the overall water bill if they thought about some of the things that could happen right. long term. Right. And as and, and in your profession, and the realtor is looking at smart communities. Maybe maybe there's tax breaks or something that encourages. These kind of these kind of infrastructure improvements, so that you can say this is a smart home doing these certain things, that all of a sudden now the the the, the homeowner benefits. It might cost a little more, but maybe the tax breaks or something encourages that. You know, so that we're using less water even on our homes, and not just requiring letting the golf courses do that. But that's not those are details that are not specific in the plan. But right now it's just it's just it's just we're all agreeing to take a little less water. The cities themselves are agreeing to take some less water, and they're going to pay to leave water in the lake. Pay we're paying Gila River Indian community to not take some of their water. To so there are certain dollar amounts. But then once you take once the AMWA or somebody says we agree to take less water, now we're going to go back to how are we going to do that? Supply and demand would just be charged more, but we would actually rather encourage it by just not penalizing our consumers, but it's encouraging conservation. Well, and especially with the way technology is, there's real opportunities there to make it a win for everybody. It's not a punishment anymore. Right. It becomes an efficient and, and a win for everybody. I really, so I, I love that. So as we go forward, after this legislative session and after all that passes, maybe we can continue that conversation about ideas because you have so many right. uh, and you have so much experience and you're in the middle of all this. So we'd love to continue that going forward as well. So now let's talk about agriculture because I know that's near and dear to your heart, right. being an ag guy. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm on chair of the Ag and Land Committee, and um, you know, a couple of the things we're, we're, we're looking at is, well, we're, we're going to have a briefing on what, what all is going on because the ag economy is huge to the state. Now we're doing an ag tour, and we're bringing part of the legislature going to Yuma on Thursday and Friday oh, to, to go down to the border and see our whole, because 90% of the lettuce in the country comes from Yuma County in the wintertime. Right. Uh, but we have ag all throughout Legislative District 13. We got dairies in West Phoenix, and we've got you know um, the Bay State Millings out there. So we have tons of agriculture in our district. And so we're looking at one of the things that's for me that we're working on is a, trying to get the propagated materials definition clarified for farmers. We're one of two states that charges sales tax on fertilizer and 
pesticides, and we're not. We should. It was. It was exempted before, but the ORs kind of did a creep where they they didn't. They're not acknowledging the definition, so we're trying to tweak that. Okay. It's going to be on one of my bills we're running. Make that a little tighter. Good. Well, yeah, and so it'll you know uh, kind of because there's they're not not everybody in the state's charging it. Not everybody is. You know, so we're going to get it back clarified. There's some stuff we're doing with the Ag Lab, looking at the uh, they're moving the Ag Lab and funding that. So. There's things that are that kind of pop up during the session for ag and land. I'm looking at a state. We want to recognize a state holiday won't be paid, but a state holiday April 1st for encourage the citizens to go out and use their state parks and public lands. Kind of so they, the Trout Foundation and the Wildlife Foundation is trying to promote the getting people out and using the public lands and state lands. So that's one of the bills I'm running. Get to see our state. Exactly. It's amazing. It's a beautiful state to get yeah, out and it enjoy really it. Is. Weimar has been working closely with the interim director of DOR on some of the TPT issues that our members and small business in particular are experiencing. Um, so as you move forward on some of your issues, if there's at some point something where you say, hey, Weimar members, this is something that we'd like you to, um, to weigh in on because we have members who help people buy and sell agricultural lands, mm -hmm. um, then just let us know. And we'll sit down, talk about it, and we'll see what we can do to help along the way and sort of encourage if that's what it comes up to. You bet. Okay? I appreciate it. And thank you guys for having us here today and, and coming out for lunch and coming to the Capitol and seeing your, your uh, legislature in operation. Yeah, so. thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. I hope you found this interesting and informative. Watch the news and www.wemargad.org to see how the issues Representative Dunn spoke about are discussed and resolved. I would like to thank Representative Dunn for taking time out of his day to speak with me and give us his preview of the state legislative session. That's your quick update for today. I'm Liz Recchia. Thanks for joining me. You can read more about Realtor Day at the Capitol 2019, real estate, business, and GAD events at www.wemargad.org. WeMarGAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.